Probably the most common form of execution, and the first one that people think about in regard to medieval executions, hanging was the usual method of capital punishment for the Anglo-Saxons. Other means of execution have been implemented, but none of them have been so common and used for so many centuries in Europe as death by hangman. Holland Man, a bog body that was found preserved in Denmark, is thought to have been a human sacrifice rather than an executed criminal. His cause of death was determined to be hanging. And there is also some evidence that the Vikings hanged some people as human sacrifices to Odin, in a way of honouring Odin's martyrdom of hanging himself on the sacred tree. The Anglo-Saxons introduced hanging to Britain as early as the 5th century, but when William the Conqueror came to power in 1066, he pronounced that only those who poached royal deer should be hanged and that other lawbreakers should be blinded or castrated. Henry I restored hanging for many offences in the early 12th century though. During the Middle Ages, the right of hanging was not just for the manorial lords, but also the right of every town and abbey. Gallows, or gala as they were known, were seen all across Britain. Church agents often had rights over the gallows and those that were hanged from them. In the 11th century, the abbot of Battle Abbey in Sussex was given the power over life and death by King William I. It meant that the bishop could choose to give a reprieve to anyone about to be hanged if he so wished. In the 13th century, the abbot of Peterborough and the bishop of Lincoln had a bit of a falling out when the abbot dared to set up his own gallows and hang a thief. The bishop declared that he only had the right to execute criminals in Collingham and Nottinghamshire, and he had been awarded that privilege by Henry III himself. The main reason for his annoyance was probably the fact that he would have been entitled to the condemned man's possessions, and the abbot's actions had left him empty-handed. In today's episode, we continue our Medieval Punishment series and take a look at hanging and gibbeting. Welcome to Medieval Madness. Persecution. During the 13th century, in the reign of King Edward I, 280 Jews were hanged for the crime of clipping coins in Britain. Clipping coins was the act of shaving off small amounts of metal from coins. Over a period of time, the clippings could be saved and then melted to make new coins or bullion. It was a crime punishable by death. Sometimes a completely different method of hanging was used where the criminal was hanged upside down from the legs. This inverted form of execution became known as the Jewish Punishment. The Marinos were Jews who lived on the Iberian Peninsula of Portugal and Spain. They had converted to Christianity either by choice or force, but still practiced the rituals of Judaism in private. During a purge against them in 1449 in Spain, several Jewish people were hanged up by the feet. There are chronicles in Germany describing how, quote, the Jew was dragged to the execution place between two mad or biting dogs. After dragging, to hang him from his feet by rope or chain at designated gallows between the dogs, and in such inverted manner to be executed from life to death. And there are several of these barbaric cases throughout Northern Europe from the 13th to the 17th centuries. Sometimes the victim would be hanged for several hours as a form of torture, but many were left in that position until they were dead. Of course, King Edward I was notorious for his disregard of human life. He visited Exeter after the murder of the precentor of the cathedral, Walter Lichdale. The killer had escaped, but it was the mayor and the porter of the south gate that were put on trial. They were found guilty of neglection of duty because they had failed to secure the town gate at night, allowing the assassin to escape. 
The two men were given the harshest of sentences and both hanged. And it would seem that Henry VIII was just as cruel. During his 37 year reign, he abolished the feudal practice of lords having their own men at arms in an attempt to stop them from raising armies against him. He had some 72,000 of these so-called criminals hanged as a warning. Some of the men whom he referred to as vagabonds were war veterans and others were descendants of men who had fought at battles such as Agincourt, Bosworth and Towton. Henry saved any beheadings for the upper classes. Hanging. It can take several minutes for strangulation to occur. Depending on which method is used, the bones of the neck may be dislocated or broken. The method of calculating the drop wasn't invented until 1872, which was a much more humane technique. The neck is much more likely to break when the body is dropped from a higher position, causing instantaneous death. Although depending on the skill, or lack of, of the hangman and the position of the knot of the noose, this could cause the accidental decapitation of the head, which was not much fun for the witnesses. Ideally, the neck should break, severing the spine, the blood pressure plummets, and the victim loses consciousness so the prisoner would be unlikely to feel anything, though this was not the case in the Middle Ages. The first type of gallows was just a tree branch where the condemned would either be hauled up and suspended or made to stand on something that would be kicked out from under them. Sometimes a horse would be on the other end of the rope slung across a tree branch, and sometimes it would be one or more men that would pull on it. Other times a short length of rope would be attached to the tree and wrapped around the neck whilst the prisoner was seated on a horse. The horse would be walked away out from under the victim and they would be left dangling. There was hardly any drop with this type of hanging, making strangulation the only cause of death. The muscles in the neck are not supposed to carry the whole weight of the body, so the pressure of the rope on the neck obstructs any blood from entering or leaving the head, because the carotid arteries in the neck, which supply the brain, are closed off. The brain swells up so much that it plugs the top of the spinal column. Vagal reflex occurs, stopping the heart because the vagal nerve is squeezed, and breathing is stopped because the trachea is compressed and no oxygen can enter the lungs. But strangulation can take several excruciating minutes. It can be anywhere between 5 and 20 minutes for death to actually occur, causing the victim to writhe around suspended in the air, the body twitching and jerking in what has been described as resembling a macabre dance. When gallows were built, they were very simple mechanisms. There would be a crossbeam attached to two vertical beams. Almost every town had some form of hanging device, even small villages. Usually on the outskirts of town, the criminal would be paraded to the area either on foot, horseback or standing or sitting in an uncovered wagon. This was to make as large a spectacle as possible and deter other would-be offenders. Once at the gallows, the noose would be placed around their neck and they would be strangled until dead. The execution site was usually on higher ground so that everyone could get a good view of the performance. Gibbeting any device that is used for public execution can be called a gibbet, be it the block, the guillotine, or the gallows. But the gibbet refers to a structure that resembled the gallows where the dead or dying bodies of prisoners were put on public display as a deterrent to others. Sometimes the gibbet would be used for executions itself, as the criminal would be left to die there either from thirst, starvation, or the elements. Also referred to as hanging in chains, bodies might be left until they had completely putrefied and to prolong the display time, some bodies were smeared with tar. When drawing and quartering had been the method of death, the body was chopped into four or five pieces and several of the parts were often gibbeted in different parts of the country. 
During the Peasants' Revolt, Richard II demanded the bodies should be hanged in chains away from the gallows on which they died. Quote, there to remain so long as one piece might stick to another. Later, gibbets were body-shaped iron cages. We will have to travel slightly out of our medieval period timeline to 1537 and the reign of Henry VIII to meet two men who were hanged in chains. Both were involved in a northern rebellion known as the Pilgrimage of Grace. This was in protest to Henry's breakaway from the Catholic Church and subsequently the dissolution of the lesser monasteries. The policies of Thomas Cromwell, the King's chief minister who oversaw the project and other economic and social grievances, were also thought to be responsible for the uprising. Sir Robert Constable was a member of the Tudor gentry who had aided Henry VII at the Battle of Blackheath. Robert Ask was a lawyer, and together with Lord Darcy, they became insurgent leaders. The rebellion was successful, and the expelled monks and nuns were returned to their religious buildings. Negotiations went ahead, and the Duke of Norfolk offered the rebels a pardon and a parliament at York within the year. On those guarantees, the rebels dispersed, but the promises were not kept by the king. Ask, Darcy, Constable, and several other rebels were arrested. Charged that they had, quote, conspired together with our northern leaders to deprive the king of his dignity by disowning his title of Supreme Head of the Church of England, and that they had compelled him to hold a parliament and committed diverse acts of rebellion. Many men were executed after the failed pilgrimage, including four priors, six priests, seven abbots, and 19 monks. Being a member of the aristocracy, Lord Darcy was given the mercy of an execution by beheading on Tower Hill in London although his lands were seized and his head was displayed on London Bridge. But the two Yorkshiremen were not so lucky. Constable was hanged in chains over Beverly Gate at Hull on the Yorkshire coast. The Duke of Norfolk, who was there to watch the execution, said, quote, On Friday, being market day at Hull, Sir Robert Constable suffered and doth hang above the highest gate of the town, so trimmed in chains that I think his bones will hang there this hundredth year. And on Thursday, which shall be market day, God willing, I will be at the execution of Ask at York. Six days later, Ask was hanged in chains outside Clifford's Tower, the keep of York Castle. Those executed in this way suffered a horrible death, left to hang for days until they slowly died. Despite the shocking nature of public executions, they were often attended by hundreds of jeering spectators. Some would even travel for miles to witness a hanging, and would bring the whole family along for a fun day out. Thank you for watching this episode of Medieval Madness. Do hope you've enjoyed it. Please do like the video, comment if you've got any thoughts, and subscribe if you want to see more content as we do release a video every week. Cheers.